Hello, and welcome to the Special Needs Sibling Podcast, where we talk about what life is really like as a sibling to someone with special needs. I'm your host, Charlene, and today our guest is Caroline. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, So we'll hop right in. Um, Can you describe your family structure, kind of birth order, who has a disability, or which sibling has a disability in your family, and then any fun facts you would like to share about them? Okay. Um, I'm the middle child of, of three. I have a younger brother, and then my older sister, Buffy, uh, had uh, cerebral palsy, and then severe intellectual disabilities, and a seizure disorder, which they later determined was epilepsy, but didn't diagnose her until she was an adult with epilepsy, which is weird. They just oh. kept calling it a seizure disorder, which never made sense to us. Yeah, yeah, but she but, but she got diagnosed with CP and the intellectual disability like kind of at the same time. Yeah, yeah, at birth. Oh, that's oh, that's so interesting. That's Isn't that interesting, but never the seizure disorder. Yeah, even though clearly you're gonna be back in the yeah. hospital like a pretty decent right. amount of times just to oh, that's huh. Yeah, that's what okay. brought her to the hospital. And then my my sister is was four years older and my brother was five years younger than me, nine years younger than Buffy. So oh, big wow. age yeah. Age. Um, but she lived in a AHRC group home here in New York city in Brooklyn, uh, for the last 20 years. And then ahead of that, she was at two different United cerebral palsy group homes. Mm-hmm. And then she was out at on the grounds of Willowbrook at 90 Eaton. For several years she moved away from home at 12 age 12 for her oh man okay yeah 16 for her 12 for us okay for me so she was a, basically a home we moved from one part of brooklyn to the other and she didn't move with us she moved from there oh into- okay gotcha so that was the kind of break there between but yeah. um so i haven't really known her at home for many years most of my mm-hmm. growing up and my brother really didn't know her at home at all because he was six when we moved yeah so. yeah it's an interesting that's, that's a different dynamic too to like mm-hmm. have like some memories but then for the most part of like the the bulk of your memory and what you remember is going to be her like there instead of like actually like yeah. you in the same house and everything yeah, yeah interesting and she's she was completely nonverbal as far as okay. communication, but communicated beautifully with us non-verbally. I mean, you clearly knew what you wanted. And it was before all this technology. I look at it now and I'm like, oh, there's all this technology out there that would have been so wonderful. Yeah, it's like back then it would have been, it's so different just cause like what was available and like it's expensive, but at the same time, I'm like it's not, I feel like there weren't as, there's just less options, but then if there's less options, they only kind of work a certain way, right? So if it didn't work, like, you didn't flick with it, like, it, it wasn't even worth it to use at all. Right, right. They tried a bunch of things with her, but she just never stuck with... I think she's been able to... I have lots of kids in my sip shops now who have mm-hmm. cerebral palsy who are using all kinds of wonderful devices that <laughs> weren't available. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I wish I had seen that 20 years ago. Yeah, it's kind of, but it, it's kind of cool because you get to like kind of like you know semi vicariously live through them a little bit just yeah. because you get to like yeah. watch them and how they interact with each other because yeah. the world the world is such a different place now in general it anyway is. like exactly. despite the that communication part of it. Yep. Yeah. 
Interesting. Okay, so I guess we'll hop into the. I mean, we're already talking about a variety of things, but uh, we'll hop into like the open forum thing. If there are there any particular like topics, questions, concerns, just random thoughts that you have that you would like to share with everybody. Well, I am very active with a group on Facebook, um, grief support, you know, sibling support for mm-hmm. those who have lost brothers and sisters with special needs. What a, uh, they're an amazing group. Um, and everyone in that group has lost a sibling, most of them within the last four or five years. Oh, wow. Um, okay. That's more on the recent side. Of yeah. The several okay. have lost multiple siblings. Uh, they meet once a month and they just get together and chat. And it's such a support. And I just, I want to put that out there because I think there are siblings out there, I, I hate to say it, that are going to need <laughs> yeah. as our sibs get older. But for me, initially, when my sister passed, I was, okay, I'm not, I had to go through that. All right, where do I belong now? Yeah. Do I still be, you know? So I had to find my way. And they were the ones who said, no, you'll always be a sip. You still have things to offer uh, out there that, yeah. You need to participate where you're comfortable participating. So that's the first step that I kind of stepped, took back into the sibling world. Okay. Just to go into that group and start. I uh, did a couple of um, interviews, Zoom presentations with Don Meyer, who I'm sure oh, you know. Yes. Right? Uh, he did a couple things on grief right after, but so many people losing family members to COVID. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more focus on that. So yeah, Buffy lost her her life in 2020 to COVID. Okay. So she went into the hospital and never came home. Aww. And it was it was a tough time because you never you couldn't go to see her. You're doing everything on Zoom. Yeah. You can't, you can't communicate. We're trying to figure out. Is she didn't know that we're here. Oh, you know, is she that's camera? so hard. Yeah. It was hard. It was hard. It was a hard couple of months. But we got to see her before she passed. They, that's amazing and he's like come in come in i know i can see that she needs to see you you need to see her let's get you in so that was that was helpful but i really feel now that as i meet connect with other sibs that there's so much out there that we could do for you know to connect those who are lost or those who are fighting there are a lot of siblings out there who have siblings with a lot of medical needs now who just need that support and it's it's a um it's a field that's opening up, sadly, so much more. Yeah, it, and it's and it's it's interesting because I remember like because my sister she she never was on medication of any sort because my parents chose to not go that route for mm-hmm. her in particular. But I remember um, when she was in school, she had classmates that were pretty reliant yeah. on on it. Yeah. I remember it was, and even at that time, because that that was like when we were like in elementary school, and I remember even at right. that age. I was just like, oh, it's, even I knew something was different in that respect from our family to theirs, even though I wasn't sim and I already was exposed, right? And I was like, oh, but it's just such a different world when you have just medication in general or just kind of medical needs, whatever they be. And that's, like, I I know very little about it other than, you know, my friends who then have their sims need need that and everything. But that's a different level that is... I don't even understand. Like it's just definitely it's yeah. it's a whole like, a whole new world. But the staff at the group home was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Oh, that's great. They, yeah, they stayed with her twenty four seven. Wow. Despite okay, despite you know, despite putting themselves in danger. I mean, yeah, putting themselves, putting themselves up to. Um, fortunately, no one got sick. 
but you know that's even more amazing another, at that point especially just because you're in close proximity with other people right. and like that's yeah that's even yeah. kind of its own you know miraculous thing right so right. um i mean she she taught us so much that about communication about the importance of family i mean when we yeah. visited she took all of us in and the time that we had with her and totally focused on us and just taught us, okay, you know, family is important. Aww. We have to make the time because we don't know the, how much time we're going to have. And she would just light up. She loves, loved my husband. And oh, was that's just, awesome. The rest of us would be like invisible. I love the in-laws because it's <laughs> like the seven-law groups and he is a seven-law. And I'm like, you wouldn't know it. You would not know it because her face when she saw him, forget everybody else. Yeah. I'm gonna go take it. I'm gonna go take his hand and I'm gonna Oh over everyone him. else. Like yeah, oh. everybody else. I don't see anybody else. Oh that's so, so um, interesting. What what was it like? Bring, oh go on. No, she would bring he would bring her, he fed her like ice cream, some kind of strawberry, vanilla ice cream, but like a strawberry syrup. I don't yeah. know, a little container. She looked for the bag. That and Snapple iced tea were two favorites. And he would make sure he had both of them. So uh, that was it. <laughs> smart man. That that's yeah. a yeah. yeah. But I mean you hear it said in some groups all over the place. You hear it in presentations that, you know, we talk about spouses and you're coming into a world you don't necessarily know. Yes. And you know, it's it's she I always say you have to pass the Buffy test. It's my yeah. way with my friends. It's yeah. that you know, if she, she's either going to like you or not like you. And that, un, I mean, I don't do it consciously, but I think we say, okay, if you can't get along with my sib, this is an important part of my life. Yeah. So that's kind of a breaking point. But the first time he met her, she he walked in and she walked over and took his hand. What? Oh, I, I was going to ask you about that because I yeah. was like, oh, I wonder like if that, you know, if that was an overtime thing or that oh, was an instant, like she already was instant. like, I pick yeah. you. Oh, that, that worked out really well for you. Yeah, I mean, it worked out really well. Yeah. It worked out well for my parents who were sitting there looking, okay, he's not going to be all right here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. That's a family um, consensus. You're like, okay, like sigh of relief. Nice. Like we don't have to like worry about it. And it was nice for my parents because they have since passed. And I think okay. putting the guardianship in place, they, it was an easy decision. It was, you will take over her guardianship, co-guardian. And that's what we did immediately. My brother did not. He, he stayed a standby. Okay. He's in DC. So he didn't, he didn't have that direct day-to-day -day yeah. relationship. Um, so it wasn't that sticky situation that you then have to discuss. Okay, you know, we're going to go with the brother-in-law instead of the brother here. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, because that's... Yeah, I don't even want to imagine that level of paperwork <laughs> and all that. Like, we'll forget it. But yeah. my parents set it up nicely so that it, we did. We had to go to court. We had to go through all that. But yeah. at least that was all settled and that made it easier coming in. But yeah, he has a great relationship. with her. They, The both of them do. I mean, she's great with her brother, but she didn't see him as often. Okay. So it took that. There was that, that was that warm up period. You know, she had to punish you. Okay, you, you decide <laughs> to come now. I haven't seen you in six months. I'm gonna give you the cold shoulder. Yeah, a little while. Her personality sounds um, so fun. Just God, like just from her, your description of her, like I like I imagine her to be like the best. Yeah, like the life of the party yeah. and everything. Like she sounds great. Beautiful smile. Yeah, she rocked back and forth to whatever music. My husband introduced her to Spanish music, which she loves. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. Like classic rock, which my parents were like, wait a minute, what are you, 
<laughs> you know, she would push away whatever they were playing. Because, I mean, it has more of a beat. Yeah, more, yeah. It didn't go that direction. Yeah. Um, she, uh, she loved it. So it was nice. It was nice to see them together. But, um, yeah. and I, I think growing up and have, not having the access to other siblings, it became important to me to be able to stretch out. And that's why I went into sip shops. Oh, okay. To be able to give these kids the experience of having somebody else in the room who clearly knows what they're going through. And a lot yes. of my kids now are coming in with CP. There, there are a lot of kids with siblings with autism, but there are yes. also a lot of nonverbal kids coming, sibs coming in with like CP, seizure disorders. So it's great. You're sitting in a room and you're doing activities. And the first time you get a new kid for them to, they introduce themselves. Mm-hmm. And when they say, they give a story or we ask them, give it an experience, a good one, a not so good one. Tell us something that makes your experience unique. Yeah. And when they say, oh, you know, my sib dropped to the floor in the middle of the street. And that really drives me. I know how that feels. I dealt with it. Yeah. I know. I can. And their eyes just light up. Wait a minute. Yeah. I was going to say, that would be such like a like empowering moment. And like, wait, you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's such a it's such a deep connection that you can't. And, and I remember, and I know like the first time, especially as a kid, when you meet someone who knows and you know they know exactly what you're talking about, it's so special. Like it's, yeah, I, it's like not, not describable in my vocabulary, but it, it, it's so amazing when that happens. I, mean, I, I absolutely love teaching. I teach special ed, but I think my sibs and working, I mean, I, doing it six days a week. I mean, I, when I do sib shops, which I do monthly, once a month. Mm. Uh, from October through June. So those weeks are long because it's six day weeks. I don't feel it until I come home Saturday night. I oh, get wow. That. I fill up. I need that. It's like my motivation is to be with these guys. And I really, they give me more than I think I could ever give them. They are so connected. Interesting. So, yeah, it's fantastic to watch them grow. I've had some of them start at five and they're now going into high school. Wow. That is a long time to like be consistently showing up to, to something and everything. Wow. That's amazing. We're just so happy to be back in person. Doing it Zoom for two years was. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, that must mean you're doing it in person now. Yeah. Just due to like, you know, with the pandemic and all, all the craziness and everything like that. Yeah, but it's a great program and it's, it's, we, we need to get more kids in and we're limited in what we're getting back after the pandemic. Oh, just getting okay. better and yeah. Um, connecting the connection is so good but I love that program and Annette Spillino runs it for HRC and she is fantastic yeah no it's yeah because sim shops I don't I don't know if they existed or they we I just didn't go to any when I was growing up because that's just an exposure thing like I I think that there weren't as many as there are now just as a general statement that's why I can't but I know I never went to one, but I remember like when I found out that they did exist, I was like, whoa, like that's, it's so specific, but it made so much sense in my head. Cause like, you know what, what I would have given to be able at a younger age to have that just, it's, yeah. you don't realize like the importance of it until you, you get much older, I feel. Cause it's like, right. it's just, yeah. Cause you just, you don't know how 
valuable that is just until you get old enough to realize like, oh you know it'd be really helpful if i had friends who understood my problems <laughs> like <laughs> i didn't i didn't have it growing up either i did not okay i remember i have a vivid memory of my father taking me to some to the siblings day or sip shop day okay at age i have no idea of the age but i vividly remember it. and i'm like wow look at this this is available and yeah. because he was on he was on the board of directors for hrc for so many years i couldn't work sip shops because it's a conflict of interest. Oh. I kind of waited for him to, I was like waiting for you to go off the board. Go off the board. <laughs> like, like I want to help too, Lee. <laughs> so I went, I started as a volunteer. That's the way I got around. Okay. Like, okay. I, I'm not doing this for a salary anyway. I'm doing this because I yeah. want to be part of this. That's not. So Annette was like, I can take you on as a volunteer. Let's just do it this way. Well, and I yeah. stayed on that no, yeah, like volunteer, and I think that that part was something that it, confusing is not the word, but I think as I'm trying to process it like in real time as I'm talking to you about it, it confuses me a little bit. But it's kind of this thing where like, you know, growing up, you kind of like, oh, I want to be involved in disability. No, I don't. Yes, I do. No, right. It's, a, it's this kind of back and forth. Yeah. It's like you you live it so like, yeah. So this roller coaster, and so, but then I feel like you kind of get to this point where when you when you volunteer somewhere and you actually meet kind of a more variety of people with disabilities, I feel like it's even for, even for siblings, it's very like, it can be very life altering. And, and yeah, I don't know what it is about. Cause it, and that's the part that confuses me, right? Cause it's like this thing, like there's a very big push and pull of like, do I want to be involved mm -hmm. in it all the time? Because it is where, you know, that the struggle of the day to day is very real and you know, yeah. Well, it, it, yeah, so it's just kind of, it's so interesting that even exposure for us to an environment where the, the disabilities are different or you just meet other families or other sins or something, it just, it just changes so much, even though we live it on the like day-to-day -day basis. Right, right. I don't think you even realize the emotions or the feelings you're going through or the struggles you're going through until you connect with another sib and it's light bulbs. Yeah. And, oh, they know what I'm going through. I, I did that or I went through that. Yeah, it, it it yeah, it's so special. Like when you meet other sibs, and you can actually like it's just yeah, like like the first because the first time I, the first time I ever met anyone that was a sib, I think I was probably like in the fourth grade or something. So two of my mm -hmm. friends, they, they each, so we were all like one of two, but it was like a it was a mix of, in terms of like brother, sister, older, younger, and stuff like that. But it was so interesting because we. We weren't like best friends because we all went to the same school, so we all had like different friends. But like, when we would, but when we were hanging out, it was different than right. everybody else. And I and I and for the longest time, like I didn't, I don't think I understood why, right? Because you just right. kind of like, oh, it's like yeah. it's just different. But then I have other friends that like you connect with on other stuff. But we spent. We would, the thing I remember is we would talk about how our siblings would eat specific foods because it was all the same. Right. Yeah. Right. And it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Like, and yeah, and I was so like, oh, like, my sister's not a weirdo. Like, this is great. You know? Yeah, exactly. There's somebody out here in this world who understands what's yeah. going on. Yeah. 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 I definitely think there's a lot in common that we have. Yeah. Out there. No, and, and it's so cool how, like, just being connected to a variety of people, I think even now at this point, like, within the country, right? When, just because I've mm -hmm. been able to meet yeah. people to, like, 
record and everything and it and it's it's been so fascinating to meet with people who obviously like we grew up on opposite sides of the country right, right? but even yeah. then like there's still there's so much shared experiences even though i'm like the older one and you're not but like but there's still yeah. you know camaraderie and like there's still empathy for like very specific things that were like oh yeah like that's yeah. very much the same so you, it's, you get it yeah, yeah. like it, it's it, i don't think it will ever stop amazing me how how it works because it's just it's just so powerful and it, it's very i can never describe it properly which it's not my job to do that right it's just it's right yeah yeah <laughs> It's a hard thing to describe in like one or two small words here, right? We yes. All need... Exactly. It's, um, it's hard to yeah. put your finger on exactly how to describe it. Yeah. So, so then for we have those shared. We have those shared experiences, which is great. Yeah. So for the sip shops, were you running it like? Have you been running it in the same place, or have you like moved around to different like locations? I don't know how that part of it works. I've been um, co-facilitating. The last since we came back from the pandemic in okay. person, which is about a year, a little over a year, with Annette at HRC at the headquarters. Oh, okay. okay. Um, because our numbers have been low, it's just been the two of us. But before that, before we went out on the pandemic, there were two groups: older group and a younger group. And I had the younger group. Okay. With one one or two other facilitators and then Annette was supervisor so she would go back and forth between the two groups okay but I I'm the only one that came back after the pandemic so I've been co-facilitating which is a blessing for me it's so nice that she has the confidence yeah. you know and I'm learning so much because she has a wealth of even though she's not a sibling a wealth of experience and a wealth of knowledge yeah. in this area that She's been kind and generous enough to share with the rest of us. And I think I learn something every time I have a chance to go in and run oh, an activity. Cool. Yeah. 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 And I can take some of the stuff into the classroom too, which is a blessing. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Cause, cause you're, you're always teaching somebody. It's just a matter of who, like what kind of, what set of people that you're teaching right. and everything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So then when you're, so after your sister moved, out or, or you know when she was 16 and she moved and then you guys moved. so then like how frequently did you see her between kind of like as you were all growing up and everything like that that's a great question because that's a great experience um, okay we literally went my parents made sure that we went every sunday we go to services together she was okay. out in staten island nobody had a car it was a it was a sunday production we would go to church, we'd get out of church, and it was two hours round trip or two and a half hours round trip. It was a trip and a half. Okay. She was on the other side of Staten Island. So it was the ferry across. They made it fun for us. It was the ferry across and then either the train or the bus from yeah. there. And then we went every Sunday, we would spend an hour with her, we'd turn around and come back. But every week they picked us a child that would get to choose the activity after we saw Buffy. So, oh. and they included Buffy. Buffy was included in that rotation, so it was, you know, it's your week. So if it was Buffy, nine times out of ten, we'd go bowling or we'd go to the amusement park. If it was yeah. my brother, something outdoors because he was always moving. Okay. Uh, but we go to zoo, whatever it happened to be on. That's but they so made fun. It, they made it fun and yeah. they made the whole, you know, it wasn't, oh, I have to go see Buffy. Yeah. It was, I'm looking forward to this. What are we going to do today? We're going to ride the ferry. That's great. 
So I enjoyed it. I think we all enjoyed it. We look forward yeah. to the visit. That so. that's so special too, because it's like that's yeah, like that's such a specific situation where where it not made fun would be very dire. Right, because it's just like yeah. it's such a long, but they made they. It sounded like they were very intentional about like no, like it's gonna be like a yeah. fun like bonding thing. You're gonna like hang out like yeah. it's a, something to look forward to. Nina Eaton wasn't a great place for her. It was a very it was on the grounds of Wimbledon. The building was very institutional. Like okay, it was. I mean, you went in through double doors, got you know, and you sat in a room, tiny little room with you know nothing on the walls. And her room, everything was bolted down. I have vivid. It sounds memory. like a terrible movie. Like you know those movie scenes where like someone like you kind of go in this abandoned building. It sounds it sounds like it's such a weird movie. It felt like an institution. I would know that now with my education training. Right, but I didn't as a child. Nobody wanted. I mean, it was cold. It was dark. Aww. It felt terrible for her. I mean, they bring her out. Terrible. We were the highlight of her week. You know. Yeah. So I always felt bad for her. But um, my parents worked very hard to get her out and moved. Okay. You know, into Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Because my husband doesn't remember going out there at all. So she was already back in Brooklyn. Okay. By that he- point in time. Yeah, that, I'm sure, I'm guessing that made it a lot easier to see her, you know, kind of oh, yeah. like yeah, more frequently and happier and like not as yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially once she moved into the HRC. I mean, that was their lifelong goal. My parents were both active with HRC from day one. So their goal, they she was on the waiting list since she was born. It took a long time. Oh wow. But she got there. I mean, she was one of the first people to move into the Avenue P. Yeah. Um, how how many people do does that facility like hold? It only oh the the roof home was only eight. Oh. eight went between six and eight, yeah. And she had her own room. Oh wow. Okay. Was, yeah. She loved it. And they were phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Always out in the community, always doing something, always including her because she was the more involved physically. Yeah. So, and I think that's it, that's a whole other thing too with like group homes and like p- people's like it's such a mixed bag. Like I think the like for everyone I've talked to, it's been kind of like everyone's kind of like there's some people who have like a good and a bad, and there's people who just have good. Like it's 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 such an interesting kind of like what is it like like it's so random. Like as yeah. hard as hard as you look, like it it almost doesn't matter till at, like you don't. I feel like from what everyone's told me, um, you don't know until after they've been in it right. what this this situation really is. Like no matter how much right. you look and research and talk to people, like you don't actually you don't. know until you just they're inside and then it's it's kind of like how they interact with the stuff is the thing that right. makes it the good or bad, know. right? With okay. Yeah, because yeah, UCP um just never every time we walked in, she wasn't wasn't doing anything she was just sitting in the corner you know in her chair t- didn't even have the television on and like there's no stimulation going on we need you know yeah I mean, that's, something. that's like worse than a hospital these hospitals the tv's like always on for you to like watch like oh, game yeah. shows or old tv or something well when you walked into the hrc she was always doing something in fact her social schedule made it almost impossible to see her because oh that's hilarious you had to fit <laughs> you yourself into her Nope, can't come at that time. We're doing this. Nope. Okay, but I need to see her, so let's figure this out. Yeah. Oh, that that's so funny. Cause it's yeah. yeah I I feel like 
my, my sister's schedule isn't quite at that level, but I could definitely see at some point it, she could be, because she loves people. So it's just go. like, she lo- and she loves doing, she loves doing like outside activities more so than yeah. indoors. Like we've tried, yeah. we've kind of tried indoor stuff and they're okay, but like nothing beats like going on a walk, going to the zoo, going yeah. like, you, like leaving a place to then go to another destination. It's kind of like her, her like bread and butter. Yeah. Which is great. That's fantastic. It's good for them to be out in the, in the community. And that was the great thing about the group home. They had them out. They were constantly out. And then yeah. she was in an HRC program as well. And we loved that program. Uh, she was out uh, almost to Brighton Beach. Yeah. And it was easy to get to Siegel Center. It was easy to get to. It was easy to uh, deal with the, you know, the meetings, the annual meetings. I had no trouble getting. It was easy for me. Uh, and they took really good, really good care of her. She had a good one-to-one the entire time. Yeah. And that, and that's so interesting, too, because, like, so much of, like, the majority of her life is not with you guys, too. In terms of, like, kind of, like, in yeah. the, in a home setting, right? So it's kind of, like, it's, she, like, it's so fortunate that she had, set, that, 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 that you yeah. guys found a good place because that's, really her like where she has to live yeah. live right because yeah. i mean see you guys is important but it's such a it's such a different thing had she lived with you in you know your parents home would have been right. such like a different dynamic of a variety of oh, yeah. topics if i if i look back growing up i mean i i don't know how my mother managed <laughs> mother more than my father because he was working for but three children one with significant needs my brother had adhd Okay. So to have that, the three of us with such different age gaps yeah. at home, and she managed an incredibly structured day. You know, everybody had activities. Everybody oh, was, you know, how many, that, how many kudos to your mom. Out? That's a bit, yeah. <laughs> Man. Different, you know, going to three different schools, waiting for a bus to pick up for Buffy. I mean, uh, Wow. I look back and I'm like, wow, where did you get your energy from? She had some help. There was a, okay. a woman a couple doors down that took care of two other children, but plus us, two other oh, families. Interesting. And okay. she was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, yeah. So we would go see her significantly. Oh, we, yeah. Okay. So you could, yeah. So, yeah. So at least you have, which is cool because, like, in your neighborhood, you have, like, the support, which, like, yeah. you know, that that's just yeah. dependent on, like, where people live and, like, the, luck of the yeah. draw kind of on your actual neighbors right. and who they are as people yeah, and like, exactly. yeah exactly. yeah but, um, yeah I, I do i give them both a lot of credit because i don't know how it, especially my mom with the day in day out she didn't go back to work until about until i was in uh junior high oh so was, okay you know she put yeah. her whole self into her kids growing up which was phenomenal because look we're the people we are today because of my parents yeah you know, my father was huge he was on the board of directors for hrc he was past president he did all of this advocacy yeah you, what better way to teach advocacy to your children than, than to show actually them. be in the advocacy <laughs> right? yeah so, but, yeah oh yeah so, that yeah, and and like and he was doing it at a time like before the internet and before you know everyone could kind of yeah. just like do all these things like that 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 was what it really like you really had to like I feel like at that I mean not that you don't 
do put the amount of effort now, but it's just a different type of like really intentionally spending time with people and explaining yeah. kind of like I feel like the communication skills at that point are just kind of in a different world than now where everyone's kind of more like let me be concise as possible or make it pretty instead of just like no like we're gonna like have like a more sit down conversation but just, but that's like a that's just like a times thing you know yeah of the times and all yeah. that all that stuff yeah yeah time has definitely changed <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're in a different world now for sure i yeah which is interesting how like did well okay so so the technology thing from for for us growing up was kind of this like we, like we had a tv so then once once we had like a vcr we could buy tapes or my sister was like rewinding mm -hmm. shows rewatching yeah. shows that whole yeah. thing right so then at some point when they had like i so like i remember when the ipad came out in terms of like it was a big deal when it came out which is one milestone but i remember mm -hmm. the next milestone was when when they had applications for kids that actually you know were had like any type of disability where they could like actually yeah. like learn on them and kind of interact mm -hmm. with them and a whole different that changed a lot but like did your sister at all like interact with any of the like newer things because i know she was older at that point but i don't know if she ever, like, ever got exposed to that they tried they tried a variety of different electronics with her she just never latched on i mean we grew up she listened to all the pbs my mother had she was Sesame Street, Electric Company. Electric yeah. Company was anything with music. So Electric Company was more grabbing for her because it had more music to it. Um, oh, interesting. She, okay. Yeah, she watched uh, a lot of football growing up. Oh. Again, the the movement. Anything with, with movement on it, she would like. So I tried to, like, okay. I, I would look for movies that had a lot of action, right? Because oh, interesting. Yeah. You know, because if something was too slow, she wasn't going to pay attention at all. Um, when we, she would come okay. home holidays. Yes. So we would, because my husband and I did not celebrate the holidays, we would take her so that my parents could go to their Christmas Eve service. That was our tradition every year. We would have her for the three or two Oh, but well, that's so fun. Every that's a cool, like, annual, like, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So I was always looking for, okay, what am I going to put on tonight? Is there right. a football game on? <laughs> what am I going to do here for these? No. So we would pick a movie or pick something. And then, you know, nine times out of 10, she might not like it. So we had to have two or three backups. Backups, yeah. No, yeah, because... I had, yeah, that that I understand. What, what was funny was like, my sister had this whole like drawer, like, it's a it's like a dresser drawer thing, but she would put DVDs instead of, instead of clothes. Right. But what was hilarious is that she would only watch like the top row of stuff. Oh, yeah. So it didn't matter that like we had like 50 of them. She would only watch the same six. So it was right, just, there you, go. you kind of really, you just hope and pray that nothing bad happens to the DVD player or the disc because it's like once, no. once the disc is out, because <laughs> that's what happened with, that's what happened with our tapes because I like kind of I we would both watch them together and I would kind of watch mm -hmm. more of a variety of them than she would but the problem was her favorite ones it's just kind of they did the thing you know where the tape gets over scratched yeah, and worn out until it's like when you watch you're like oh that's not what color it's supposed to be and all that so Buffy had Buffy had like nine million dancing stuffed animals 
Oh, the animatronic ones where you like hit the button and they like they yeah, move around the, and stuff like dancing that. Chicken, the chicken dance. Yeah, the yeah. The same ones over. <laughs> that movie came out years ago with the penguins dancing penguins. Yeah. And she uh, she watched that. She loved that. So we would come to visit and she would choose. Okay, what am I gonna? We put two or three in front of her and you'd listen to the same song. Oh no, that. <laughs> that has i was like that that's worse i feel like that's worse that i mean for people who are not siblings like basically you know you hear lots of parents like complain about like oh my kid only listens to this one like soundtrack of one movie but mm -hmm. i don't think those people realize the the level of repetitiveness in homes where you no, know they, they, they don't understand but that's what that's as close as i can kind of describe it for people mm -hmm. who aren't sims but it's yeah that <laughs> That gets, yeah. that gets one week when we had to have that you know the lovely task of having to go in the room right yeah well what do you want to take yeah. what do you want to i said i don't want to take anything from her but i should have one or two of her stuff down yeah because that's what i associate so let me let me get her family pictures out of there that's important yeah let me get her a couple of her so we chose um because you couldn't go into the room because of all the COVID restrictions yeah right 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 <laughs> trying to tell them what to box up. So she went in with a video camera and went around the room, which was so helpful. Yes. I'm like, that's great. That, yeah, that's amazing. Because there's just stuff, I'm sure there's stuff you don't even realize that she has yeah, just because exactly. like, yeah, because even when my sister moved, like, which, I mean, that's a different thing, but like, it's, it's just interesting. Like when I went to see her new room, I was like, oh, like all these things were just in different, boxes in her room or you know just in different places or whatever so it's kind of interesting to like see what she has now versus right. before because there's obviously there's stuff that is different than her original yeah so it's kind of an interesting yeah. transition yeah. in that way yeah yeah, yeah. cool yeah that's like lots of fun stuff which is cool um yeah. is there anything else you wanted to explore I mean, I think we've touched, uh, unless you had another question or some other direction you wanted me to go in. No, but, I feel like that was, that's just you and me talking. <laughs> like, yeah, which is there the beauty of this is like, Easy. kind of like, we just, right. yeah, I, which is why, like, I always, I always like to meet everyone, like, before we record, right. which is something yeah. that I, that's just one of my personal things. Like, I don't know how professional, professional people do it, like, in the, you know, in out there. No, but I, I think know that's that, great. It makes it easier. Yeah, and it's cool because you can kind of like break the ice that we can now we're just having a good time because we already kind of know each other and stuff. So that, that yeah. always makes it fun. Um, so I guess um then we'll we will end with what are your words of encouragement for our fellow siblings out there? I would just I, I connection, right? Find other siblings yeah. out there because there are similar there are people out there who have similar experiences who can be a source of support. Connections are so important. And just listen, support. Um, but make time for yourself. I tell my young sibs that all yes. the time. You have to buy out time for yourself because you're gonna put you're gonna put all this focus on your sibling, especially as an adult. You still need to find time for you and make those connections, but also focus on yourself because sometimes we don't remember to do that. We just put our focus everywhere else. Um, 
but our siblings can take a lot of our time. And that's a good thing. It's a good relationship. But at the same time, we have to have that. I learned that from my parents as they bought out the time we yeah. were seeing. Um, and I think it's so, and just constantly communicating, talking, um, build those relationships so that yeah. you have this and, and help the young ones. We have all these young sibs coming up. Sib Shops is a great program. Just be out there and, you know, there's some way you can participate in that. Yeah, I think even if it's in a small way, right? You just even if you volunteered for one day yeah. at one or yeah. an event or something like that's just that even that small participation like that that's so helpful for other sibs who you don't even know who are sibs, but then they can know you are, and that that's it's right. it's so special. That family engagement, I do the same thing in the classroom. Family engagement is so important. Just reaching out and finding out who else is in that family. Yeah, right? we're not dealing with the parents. Are there are there other kids there? How can we connect with everybody in that family? Yes, not just. I'm a big fan of that too. I yeah, I, I second all of that. <laughs> nice. That's, that's it. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, thanks for being on. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Special Needs Sibling Podcast. If you're new here, please subscribe, rate, and review the show to help more siblings and friends find us. You can also support the podcast by donating on Ko-fi. That's K-O-F-I. You can check out the link in the description for more info. If you're a special needs sibling, I hope you feel encouraged and validated in your journey. If you're not a sibling but know someone who is, I hope you learned a little bit more about what their life is like. That's all for now. And until next time, this is the Special Needs Sibling Podcast.